Welcome to Business Talk Sister Guff. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today we are once again joined by the wonderful, that's my drum roll, <laughs> Joel. Um, and we are going to do part three of our series on how to pay off student loans. Um, and Becca's going to give us a brief recap of the past two episodes that we've done on how to pay off your student loans. Yeah, so we have been talking about how Joel and I paid off $120,000 in student debt. The previous two episodes, I'm just going to give a brief summary of the bullet points to catch you up. Uh, the first one is get out of the concept of I just need this just in case. Mm-hmm. The second one was utilize coupons. Go to, the, go to the ads and meal plan in advance. Identify what makes you overwhelmed and what makes you claustrophobic and talk about that with your accountability partner. Have a timeline goal. Take every opportunity to make extra money. Turn your habits into strengths. People substitute time with money, so use your time to personalize things and develop deeper relationships. Stop watching TV. Don't be afraid to ask to borrow something, but be responsible with it. Don't be afraid to tell people what you're doing, So, and people are very respectful of that. If they're not, maybe they shouldn't be your friends. <laughs> if you really like something, prepare to be an expert in it by doing your own research and knowing so much, you never need to pay someone else to do it. We kind of talked a little bit about that in a whole, whole lot of ways. And then um, try to do things for free by doing them yourself. So um, we're going to keep going on this today by talking about when you have to pay for something. Because there are times when you will deplete your emergency fund. And which we talked about in the previous episodes, but it's a thousand dollars that you should always have on hand to make sure you can cover emergencies. And when you have to pay for something, what is what you should do first, Joel? Well, um, the first thing you want to do is, I mean, obviously identify your problem, but do a little bit of shopping around and, and figure out where you want to find what you need. Um, so is that, are you going to look on Craigslist? Are you going to ask around your friends? Um, because typically um, you can find a lot better prices if you do some searching on used items if possible or, um, or just ask other friends who might, who might know more than, than you do on the topic. Mm. Yeah, so we do this all the time, and I more so probably than Joel because I do not like researching, especially if I know somebody already did it, and I just go to that person. So an example of this, we had to redo our heating system, and part of it was putting in like an electrical panel and all this stuff, and um, we had to pay for the plumber to come and hook everything up, but then they were like, okay, we'll be here tomorrow, so make sure the electrical's done, and we were like, oh, no. So <laughs> if you did not know this, as a homeowner, you can do your own stuff on your house. If you have a commercial property, you need to pay someone to do it, but on your house, you can do your own work, as, as long as you get it inspected, which we did. Mm-hmm. So um, within that, one of my friends we knew had put in a whole new heating system, and so literally we called up that night and said, hey, we know you guys already did this. Can we come over and look at your basement? right now (laughs) it actually kind of was in like two hours can we go look at your basement and see how you wired it so um they gave us some tips on what to do and what supplies to buy saved us so much time and we didn't have to pay somebody to go do all these things and boom we got it all finished so that was 
it shouldn't it wasn't like boom it took no a long it literally time. Wasn't. <laughs> no it took a lot of time and we were up really late that night but mm-hmm. it was worth it because by the time the plumber came back everything was ready to go mm-hmm. and that was super exciting because we didn't have to do it by yourself and i felt way more secure knowing yes someone else did this already they know exactly what they're doing and they gave me pictures of the step-by-step process so that way i don't mess it up mm. And this, we do a lot with our cars too. So every time we have an issue, we bring it to one of our friends and we say, hey, this is what's happening. And they're a very gracious friend who says, well, it could be this or this, so check these things. And then if you need this, this is what you got to do. Which Mm -hmm. is amazing because that saves me so much time. And okay, so when we're talking about relying on people with personalities and experience, um, it also... I'm going to go back to that other point. Research it so that you know so much you don't have to pay someone. Um, with When we're talking about that, there are things in your budget that you might have that you're just saying, I really cannot sacrifice this. I really need this in my budget. So for us, one of those things is coffee. Hmm. We <laughs> True. Oh my. <laughs> just hot drinks in general. <laughs> I just... Okay. This is not even planned, but I'm just going to say right now that have you ever heard of Pavlo's dog? It's where they like, the guy rings the bell. Pavlov's? Is that it? Is that it? Okay. He like engineers this whole system where he rings a bell and then like gives the dog food and eventually like he just rings the bell and the dog like automatically salivates. Okay. Because he associates it with food. Yeah. So that happened in our house. I hate (laughs) um, having to wait for tea or whatever, but Joel has conditioned me classically so that every time he turns on the hot pot i'm like oh cup of tea sounds good right now <laughs> and i hear it boil and i'm like yeah this is a good idea anyways i was never like that until i married this man <laughs> Duly and, noted. okay so uh he's gonna tell you a little bit about how we save money on coffee because we cannot sacrifice our lattes yeah so we talked about uh, some of those things that that um, I had suggested to write down some of those things that you're just not willing to give up or mm-hmm. you, you know that will be the most difficult for you if you mm-hmm. go on a strict budget um, and for us one of those items was coffee and um, so the alternative to making it at home is to go to a coffee shop which um, I'm sure many of you know that that can get really expensive really fast Mm -hmm. and you start investing a lot of money um, fairly quickly when you actually sit down and calculate how much you are actually spending on those things so what what we decided to do is okay maybe we should look into getting ourselves our own espresso machine Mm -hmm. Um, and that's one of the ways that we that we were able to make our own beverages. So we searched for a while on Craigslist um, and found a espresso machine for $50. And we knew, you know, after like 10 drinks that this thing would pay itself off. Um, So again, be creative in those things. And then um, I think once we had our own espresso machine, we learned that really... You know, this is something that is almost more convenient to have at home Mm. than to have to travel somewhere and get coffee at a coffee shop anyways. Mm. So it was kind of a more enjoyable experience for us in the end anyways. Okay, 
I'm just going to go ahead. Can you please tell us more about this coffee or this espresso machine? Because it was like no, okay. so I, nice. Yeah, no. Joel is not even, he's being very humble right now. <laughs> we need to just back the train up. Because first of all. How do you all, back up a train casually? <laughs> back yeah. up the vehicle. Okay, okay. A vehicle is a little bit easier than a train, right? <laughs> fair, fair point. Okay, so let let's just put out there that Joel is a researcher, right? Mm-hmm. And he knew everything about espresso machines. And this is another point that I wanted to make: that if you've done your research, you know when something is a good deal mm-hmm. and, and worth going to pay off. Yeah, and yeah. worth investing in when the moment arises. And and I want to go back to the car example because when we needed a car, I was like, Joel, look at this car. And he'd be like, no, that year has major transmission problems. And I'm like, how do you know that? I don't know. I just researched it. And so he just knows stuff like this off the top of his head so he can spot out a bad idea and a really good idea. And with all of the espresso machines that he researched, first of all, he did rely on a couple other people that had already looked into it or worked at a coffee shop that was independent because let me tell you, people who work at chain coffee shops usually have no idea about the machine that they're working with. Mm. But if you had to take the time to spend the money on it, you do take the time to research because you're like, this better work for the long haul. Mm. So um, with knowing those things and saying, okay, this is a really good machine. This machine originally, because he had looked at how much they run for normally, what could potentially be the issues with them? What are common problems that happen? This was a $600 machine. Hmm. And it was on Craigslist for $50. And he was like, this is a good machine. You need to go pick it up. And thankfully, I was in the area that I could. And so I did. But on the post, and Joel's really good at picking out problems where someone's saying, I'm just not sure if I can fix this part and or whatever. And so with this one, it had a cracked tank. And Joel was saying, you know what? A cracked tank is really not that big of a deal. We could totally get that glued or buy a replacement part for that. And the replacement tank is only like a hundred bucks. And that's still way less than the machine. Mm. And so he already had like figured all of his stuff out, right? So I go there to pick up this machine. And the guy says, oh yeah, you know, I just got like a new one because this one really doesn't make the drinks the way that I want it to taste. And it came with all this stuff. And I just want you to know that you can also usually find the manuals for these things online at the manufacturer's website. So when he got this machine home, Joel tweaked it after he read the manual. Amazing. Surprise. People (laughs) should do that. And got the machine working perfectly so that it made great drinks. Whereas this guy was just messing with it on his own and never opened the manual. But also, he never cleaned it. So Joel, like, spent a lot of time running this machine with all the cleaning stuff and everything, and it was... Yep, and testing it it out, making sure it had the right, like, filtration. It probably tasted gross because they didn't clean it. (laughs) Yeah, so there's so many things, like, maintenancing your stuff Mm -hmm. to make sure it stays nice over time is really important. So, okay... That that is my like tangent <laughs> about no no you guys don't understand like this was a huge process but it saved us so much money mm-hmm. and with when we're looking at those things if you do your research right you know when something's going to be a good deal but always evaluate the investment payoff will it pay for itself now Joel was talking about we knew that in in a few drinks this thing would pay for itself we knew that right away it was an easy decision 
to my accountability partner to say, yep, this is a good investment. Mm -hmm. And we did that also when we got a small roaster, coffee roaster, because we knew that we really like quality beans, but sometimes they can be like $10, $15 a pound, which is ridiculous. And we figured out, okay, well, we can buy green beans for $3.99 a pound, which is the same price, by the way, as the cheapest coffee at the grocery store in our area. Um, And so we decided, okay, if we can buy green beans for the same price as really gross beans at the store that are really old, how can we um, get a roaster and how much is that going to cost? Well, we calculated it out and it paid for itself in less than a year. So we knew that was a good investment because we were going to be using it for our coffee every single day. And it was something that was high quality in the long run. And we still use it. And it's paid for itself 20 times over by now, probably. So think about how you can plan for the future because sometimes those opportunities do come up. But what I find is, so for example, if I really need something, so... I really need a ice cream scoop, which Ruthie, you just pointed out, I don't have one. Um, <laughs> it was a real struggle earlier. <laughs> just a regular spoon. <laughs> but okay, but, but think about this. If I were like, yeah, you're right, Ruthie, I should go get an ice cream scoop. I could go out and buy one, or I could wait, knowing in the back of my mind that someday it'd be really nice to have an ice cream scoop. Not like a huge problem right now. I can get around it. But when I need it, that bad that I have to spend money right now, I'm going to spend way more. But if I casually know that and keep it in the back of my mind, when I see it at like a garage sale, a thrift store or whatever, I can snatch it up and know this is a good deal and I'm saving money and it's actually something that I need. Mm -hmm. And I do that all the time, especially with clothes or with anything that has to do with um, something in our house that we're looking for. So, okay. The next tip we have for you guys is this one, and it's going to come from Joel because I know way too much about this one. (laughs) Okay, so the next point is uh, don't become obsessive and controlling. Hmm. Um, Have humility and check yourself often. So, um, yeah, just don't overthink everything Hmm. um, because really – when you when you've sat down and gone through your budget um you know what you need by Mm -hmm. that point so you don't really have to keep going over things in your mind over and over again Mm -hmm. and um i think that's a big temptation too of of being on a strict budget is you're trying to control every aspect of your life and and that's not the way it should be Mm. yeah so in that if there are things that you really want to do but you just can't afford it right now or whatever those are things that you put on a list so we had a list of things we said all right these are great ideas maybe or maybe they're good investments for the future but we just don't want to spend the money on them right now so we made a list of all of the things that when we were done with our student loans this is what we're going to do and we ranked them in priority but then it was kind of like well these things shift based on the time in our life that we're at So one of the things that we put on our list was our bathroom, which we already talked about how I tried to jumpstart that by getting everything for free. Um, But put those things on a list because when you do finally get done, there are going to be a few things that you actually can do on that list, which might be small things. Like when I 
get off this budget. I am going to get a new thing of face wash. Like, <laughs> a really I mean, expensive one. <laughs> but whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. like, if it's not something that's for right now, have those small things that you can celebrate because it makes you look forward to it even more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so another tip we have for you is make serious transitions at the very beginning so that you break ties and create a new mindset for yourself. Hmm. So if you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna pay off student debt and I'm gonna take this really seriously, if you need to finish paying off um, or like getting out of a really expensive rental agreement or um, how to transition into a different vehicle so you're not constantly paying um, a monthly payment because I I could probably sell this and, and buy a car that I don't have a monthly payment on because I didn't pay, like have to take out a loan for it. Make those transitions at the very beginning because they're gonna help you later on in knowing, yeah, this is the mindset that I'm making for myself and this is a life choice. It's similar to a diet. If you don't wanna keep messing up, you take out the stuff in your life that it's gonna tempt you in the process. Um, and when we did that, I mean, we did that with sweets in our house too. We took them all and put them away for a while because we wanted to eat healthier. And it was a really good decision to like help our bodies feel better, to be more active in, in the things that we could do with our spare time to stay on a budget. Hmm. So those transitions, um, one of the things that we did was that when we were like, yeah, we want to start paying off our student loans. One of the big things that Joel was very passionate about was that we needed to get into a house instead of an apartment and and that's actually not what dave ramsey says so ruthie will probably tell you a little bit differently but in our area it's actually more expensive to be in an apartment than it is to be in a house Mm. which is really weird but do the research in your area to see if the place you're living is actually costing more money than another place you could be living to save a significant amount even if it's a little smaller or whatever, for that short time period that it takes you to pay off your student loans, it could be a really good move to get you started off right and save money. And what you have to kind of take into consideration with that is your uh, your monthly rent, obviously, and then versus what you would be paying for a mortgage on a month-to-month basis. And then you also have to factor in the different maintenance things that you would have for your house. You know, like make sure you're uh, accounting for that when you think, oh, can I afford this more? Would be would buying a house make more sense for me in my budget or would stay in an apartment? Because if you don't have money to like, if you're trying to buy a house that needs a new foundation, probably shouldn't do that you know like maybe just keep looking around but that's one of those things too that if you do enough research then you know when something comes out that is good quality and is on the market and you know that it's a good deal um, and then you can snatch that up right away because you've been preparing for months and months and months and doing all this research to find out what is actually good for your area and what is going to be cheaper than what you currently have yeah and i'm just going to point out you should never buy a house with a bad foundation but um (laughs) when we looked for a house we totally looked for over a year Mm -hmm. um and we looked at so many houses but when we found one and we knew it was the right one because it was like in our price range it was less than our monthly apartment for our mortgage payment all of that we jumped on it right away because we knew that it was a good investment because we've taken the time to evaluate the market and do our back-end research Mm -hmm. okay joel's gonna give us the last point for this episode yeah so the last thing i want to mention is is just the um idea of 
okay, what loans do you pay off first? Mm. Should I pay off the smallest loan first? Should I pay off the loan with the most amount of interest first? Um, what does that look like? And I would say that it highly, it, it depends on who you are, for one. I would highly recommend you focus on paying off your smallest loans first, even if they're lower interest rates. Um, because again, it goes back to this idea that it is all about psychology. If you feel like you are not going to be motivated enough to pay off the higher student loans, then you need to start with the smaller ones first. Um, however, if you find that you're a really motivated um, person or you're with someone who's very motivated, um, then I think in, in the long run you may benefit from, from starting with the, long, uh, the loans with the bigger interest rates. Mm. So, um, but I would err on the side of paying off the smallest student loans first. Mm. And we did that, and, and let me tell you, halfway through, like, we were paying off the little ones, and I was really happy about it, and then Joel was like, we should go after the high interest ones, because it's going to save us more money in the long run. And he did all the math on it and had all these calculations, and I'm like, no, I don't want to. Because <laughs> they were making a lot of progress with the little ones. Yeah, we were. And then down, I was like, down. we can maybe do two little ones this month. And he's like, no, let's do the big one. <laughs> I'm like, but then we would have to save for one more month to pay off the whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, so I was just freaking out. And he's like, but if we do it, we'll save more money. Mm. Just hold on. We can do it. Mm. And then so, yeah, he's way less dramatic than that though let me tell you <laughs> and I, I think one thing that's important to note on this topic is that you sh really should not consolidate your loans yeah it might give you a lower interest rate but again it goes back to the consolidate I mean the the psychology of it is that if you have you go from having 120,000 or 100,000 loans or 100,000 in loans and you have 10 loans and all of a sudden you're are you know like just varying different level amounts for each of those loans and you're doing a good job and then now all of a sudden you've consolidated them all into one a hundred thousand one that is really really intimidating so i would not recommend um consolidating your loans and because if you pay off an individual loan that's a monthly payment that goes away mm -hmm. whereas like a consolidated you have to pay a consistent payment regardless of how much you've paid off yeah which is kind of a bummer okay so we're gonna go into our uh transition to our sister rock portion but before we do i really hope you guys enjoyed this series we obviously did a lot of personal research <laughs> to prepare for this and um if you've liked the stuff that you've listened to so far you should totally check out um sharing this podcast with a friend and if you do tell us about it and we will send you a sticker of our logo <laughs> And if you tell us about it, just reach out to us on our Facebook page, which is Business Talk Sister Gawk. Yeah, or you can send us a message on our website, mm -hmm. businesstalksistergawk.com. Okay, Ruthie, tell us about <laughs> this ridiculous story. It's actually both of our stories, so <laughs> I'll probably jump in. <laughs> so uh, I feel like this has kind of been like student loans, but then also it's been our sister Rachel's it's been this theme. is a series of poor Roth. <laughs> yeah. So like we said in our last episodes, her nickname is Roth. Um, and uh, we, Becca and Andrew, our oldest brother, Andrew, Becca, Andrew and I were wrapping Christmas presents one time at like two in the morning before Christmas day, um, you know, casually. And 
I found this moldy apple underneath the Christmas tree. Like it had just gotten stuffed back there. I don't know. Like it just, it, we have this running joke in our family that no cleaning is complete without finding some sort of moldy fruit somewhere in the house. <laughs> and like, just cause when you have a lot of kids, it's just little kids are irresponsible. Anyway. So, um, we found this moldy apple and I was like, we should wrap this and give it to Rachel for Christmas. It was not the day before Christmas. Oh yeah, you're right. It, it but was it was like, two in the morning. But it, it was, was like two, two morning, weeks before. It was two weeks. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wrap. I, Becca was like, "We got to be strategic about this. If you wrap it, it's gonna leak everywhere and get gross and get all the other presents gross." And I was like, "Right, right. Let's put bubble wrap around it." <laughs> so then we start wrapping this nasty apple, and then Andrew was like, "Throw this baby bottle in there." It's like okay. So then we threw this baby bottle in this plastic bubble wrapped mess and then we wrapped it all up and wrapped it and put it under the christmas tree you know i kind of forgot about it but i then... totally forgot about it <laughs> and then the day of christmas, we wrote too rough yeah on the present and the day of christmas we're all like doing our thing we, we you know usually it's like everybody takes turns and then at some point it's just like okay it's a free-for-all everybody just open your christmas presents so we're in free-for-all free-for-all mode and all of a sudden we hear rachel what <laughs> i just remember like face was in so much disgust yeah she's like this is who would do this this is disgusting and we forgot that we did it so at first we were like what is that <laughs> and then we realized it was a decomposing apple and it was like dripping out of the container when she opened it she was so angry <laughs> she was so mad and we just laughed and laughed and we're andrew becca and i are like literally we rolling on the ground speak. we couldn't speak to one another because it was so funny and my mom was like you guys are ridiculous and then she was like why would you do this to me and then for my birthday she wrapped a moldy banana peel and gave it to me and was like see it's not so funny what? is it <laughs> at that point we were just laughing yeah so i would highly recommend doing that you're on your budget you need to figure out some good quality presents to give to people (laughs) give them some good old gag presents used items (laughs) actual gag like you will throw up (laughs) all right well thank you so much for joining us joel it was always uh as always it's so great to have you you're great um join us again next week